Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. I'm Jennifer. I'm Corey. And we are here today to talk to you about something that should not be frightful, but sometimes it is for some practices that we work with, and that is search engine optimization. Yeah, SEO is really important in this internet age, but um, it seems like, and and Jen, you can attest to this, that a lot of the practices and practices ma- practice managers that we work with, they don't understand SEO. They don't want to understand it. They'd rather just kind of turn the other cheek and say, no, that's some crazy computer stuff and I don't need to worry about it. But that's not really the case. No, absolutely. And I will say this too. You don't need necessarily to hire um, an outside agency to do the basic SEO for your website. There are some things out there that um, you can make yourself aware of, just the basics so that you can really try to optimize um, what you can do. And at the same time, you know, once a year, you could have a third-party company take a look at your SEO, and you know, pretty cost-effectively, you can have an S- a plan for your search engine optimization, you know, but it doesn't have to break the bank. And as long as you kind of know just the basics, um, it'll work all that much better when you're working with a third-party vendor, or if you want to try to do some stuff in-house. It's really not that complicated. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with that 100%. It-, it seems like there's a lot of misconceptions around SEO but you know like you said there's there's not really any good reason to avoid thinking about SEO when you're also considering your regular marketing strategy and your marketing mix SEO definitely needs to be a part of that so um, with that said let's jump in and we're gonna talk through a couple of different reasons um, why business owners are hesitant to embrace SEO and kind of what our answers to these hesitations are so yeah, the first I would say the first thing that we hear most often is that it's just too complicated. It's just too hard to even get your hands around it to understand it. And I get that all the time because you know, I, unlike Corey, who is in front of a computer, you know, all the time and he's doing these things day in and day out, I'm more of like the mouthpiece for the businesses. I meet with clients. You know, I know just enough to be dangerous. But, you know, if I was having to do my own SEO, the first thing I would say is that it's just too complicated. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not all that easy for me, and, it, and I'd be better off just paying someone to do it for me. Yeah, and, and I, I think a lot of practice managers and, and physicians kind of think the same way and with good reason. But the thing is, like, like you said, it, it's not really easy, but it's not rocket science either. Um, there, there's a lot of misinformation out there regarding SEO, but... Um, for us, we always say that if you create good content and you focus on long tail key keyword phrases, that is like eighty percent of of SEO right there. Um, so I'll, yeah, I'll explain what that is. So basically, a, a long tail keyword phrase that's a phrase where um, you know it's not just uh, let's take an orthopedic practice for example. It's not just knee, okay? But if you wanted to say outpatient knee replacement surgery benefits 
Well, that's a, a long tail key phrase. I mean, those are very, very specific to whatever product, uh, service, um, specialty that you're talking about. So um, a customer, they use this highly specific search phrase when they have a question, when they're getting ready to look for something. So someone that thinks that they might need a knee replacement, they're interested in the outpatient procedure, and they want to know what's so great about it, they're probably going to type in something that relates to outpatient knee surgery benefits. So if you have a piece of content that's focused around that, then the idea is that when they search for that, your website comes up. And like I said, that's like 80% of the SEO battle right there. Well, let me let me ask you to dumb it down even a little bit more, Corey, because I think that some of our listeners are thinking, you know, how do you even put this into SEO? Like, so you come up with this piece of content and then you put it on the website, but how does the SEO itself actually work? Are you building these long, um, long tail keywords and phrases into the article or the piece of content you're doing? Or is there something behind the scenes that's going on? Yeah, it's actually a little bit of both. Um, And again, that's one of the reasons that we recommend WordPress as a platform. Um, Number one, because it's so flexible, but number two... What is is WordPress for our listeners? Okay, so WordPress is essentially a... um, It's a web hosting platform that you can get, you know, you can sign up through GoDaddy or HostGator, whoever your your hosting company is, and then you can actually install WordPress, and then your your website actually uses WordPress to run. So when someone visits their uh, your site, what they're actually seeing is a modified WordPress website. And the great thing about WordPress is that it's so very flexible, and it allows you to very easily input on the back end some SEO tactics and strategies that really benefit users on the front end. Now with that said, it also makes a lot of sense, um, like you mentioned Jen, to include this long tail key phrase in the content that you're creating. So it's really important that um, you're creating good content that people are looking for and it answers their questions. Um, and then you'll want to include this phrase in there and include some relevant images and you know if you just if you think about some of the stories and blogs and things like that that you like to read, um, we would suggest actually making a list and saying, well, I really like this because you know it's got a video in it or it's got this really cool picture or it's got an infographic or a catchy headline, whatever the case may be. And then you start to incorporate that into your own content. So when you combine that with the long tail keyword phrase plus some of the plugins and things like that you can leverage with WordPress then you've got a pretty good in-house strategy going right there. Yeah, and I think one of the bigger takeaways when it comes to coming up with an editorial calendar and then you know incorporating SEO into that editorial calendar is that as a practice manager or a marketer in medical, you know what patients are asking about. Yeah. So stick with don't don't try to overcomplicate this. If your patients are asking you know about a specific procedure, then that's the procedure you need to write about or get video about. And then the long form, the the long tail content keywords will it'll it'll just happen. You know you don't want to try to create a piece of content around SEO. You want the SEO to work with the content which is a direct answer to a question that your patients are asking. Don't yeah. overthink it. It's not that complicated, like we said before. Right, absolutely. If you are creating that good quality content and you're uh, answering these questions that your patients are asking, like I said, the SEO sort of takes care of itself in a sense. 
Yeah, absolutely. So the next thing that we hear about um, when we're talking about SEO with practices is sometimes the practice manager will be like, you know what, I tried that before and it didn't work. It was a scam. And I will say that truth be told, there are low life scammers out there within the digital marketing realm. And what they'll do is they'll say to somebody that, you know, it's a guarantee I can get you at the top page of Google at the top listing. But, you know, the thing is that it takes time to get to the top of Google and Google changes all the time. So if somebody's out there and they're making some sort of guarantee, walk away right away. You know, SEO is an ongoing process that is integrated into your marketing plan that will work if you're delivering strong content and you're following some very simple ABCs when it comes to SEO. But nobody can deliver on a promise that they're going to get you to the top. Yeah. Not for the if there's any sort of a guarantee or anything like that, then our suggestion would just kind of be to consider that a red flag. And at the very least, um, look at a couple of different companies and um, contractors that may be able to help or provide, you know, just a different perspective. Because like you said, Jen, you know, nobody can really guarantee that they're going to get you to the top. And one of the things that I've seen from working with um, you know, practice managers and some of our clients is, that um, they say, well, you know, we did that and nothing happened. So they automatically kind of think that, oh, they just took my money and, and that was it. Um, so we say that it takes time. Um, we usually tell people it takes between 60 and 120 days before results, results really start to show up. Uh, and in fact, recently, we changed something on a client's website. She's a um, consultant for a specialty pharmacy, and she wanted, really, really wanted to show up above her competition. So we updated a couple of things for her, created some content, um, and we, we let her know that it's going to take time. And luckily, with this one, we were actually able to see results within about 45 days or so, and she actually leapfrogged her competition. So she sat at the top, and you know, it, it made her weak. Um, and but it still took time, you know, there, and there's nothing that we can really do to speed that up or slow that process down. So, you know, sometimes it takes two weeks, sometimes it takes 45 days, sometimes it takes 120 and sometimes it, it just doesn't work at all. So which is why you can't make a guarantee, because exactly. you also I mean, in, in the case of the example that you're giving, I mean, we went in and, and looked at what her competitors were doing. And we were very specific in the type of content that we were putting forward. But you know what? Her competitors, they're, you know, your competitors are out there. They're going to, you know, they're going to figure it out too. And they're going to be working on their own stuff to, to like play that leapfrog with you. And so sometimes you'll be number one. Sometimes you'll be, you know, number 15. It just depends what's happening, which is why it all goes back to just creating good content. Yeah, that's actually a really good point is, you know, you're not doing this stuff in a vacuum. Like if you change something, it's not just you changing something and it's going to last because uh, like you said, the competitors are doing it too. So as you're sort of moving and adjusting and positioning your practice to show up, they're doing the same thing if if they're really good. So there's a chance that some days, like you said, you'll show up and you'll be number one and sometimes you'll be number 15. Yeah, and I think the lesson here is that this is something that you have to do consistently. You know, SEO is part of your content strategy and your, your website strategy. And it's something that you should be thinking about day in and day out. And you should be putting things out there. You know, the best way for you to leapfrog above your nearest competitor is really not so much in what you're doing. Because as long as you stay consistent, then you'll get consistent results. Your best chance of leaping forward is when they go to sleep on the job. 
you know, when they stop putting things on their website or they stop being the best that they can or they take their eye off the ball, that's your best opportunity. And then once you've taken over those first couple of pages of the search engines, it's very difficult for them to catch up with you. Yeah, it, it's definitely uh, the, the days of a website or SEO being kind of a set it and forget it sort of um, strategy that they don't exist anymore. Like you said, it's, it's ongoing. No, I, I couldn't agree more. Okay, so let's let's keep going. So another um, thing that we hear from practice managers when it comes to SEO is, I don't have a budget for that. It's just too expensive. So how do you counter that, Corey? Well, the beauty of SEO is that you can start small. And if you're creating that good content, that really goes a long way. So um, you don't need to bite off this huge chunk and say, well, I'm not seeing results. This is too expensive. I'm just going to shut the whole thing down. Uh, we actually, uh, I pulled this example from an article from uh, Search Engine Land, and um, so here, here's what they say. Say there's a business that starts small with a $1,000 monthly investment. With research, they find several relevant keywords that yield more than 35,000 searches per month. If their website appears on the first page of the search results for these keywords, the average click-through rate, meaning the people that are actually clicking on the results there, would be about 2%. So let's say of these 2% of people coming from the search engines, they convert 5% of those visitors into customers or in terms of you know the medical practices into patients, their average sale value would be $100. So based on that equation, the return on investment for their SEO in this hypothetical company was 250%. So if you think about it like that, you know, if, if you're investing a set amount of money to kind of back into this number of how many patients that you want to yield and how much those patients are worth to you, is it too expensive or, you know, can you not put enough into it? No, I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, as you're saying that and you're, you're laying out this example, I'm thinking about this meeting that I had not even a week ago um, with a potential client. It's a um, it's an internal medicine company. They're expanding, and they have um, internal medicine practice. They're expanding to a new location right off the bat, and we're going back and forth on the budget that they've got, and they're they're concerned about the cost to build them a robust robust website, and kind of the back end things that they're unfamiliar with, like SEO. So they're concerned about the cost because they have the sense that they're going to spend a bunch of money on like traditional advertising. It's an older community, so they're they're already thinking we're going to spend X amount of dollars in the yellow pages. We're going to buy some ads in these, you know, the newspaper. And if you if you only have so much money to go around, put it into SEO and content strategy because this is the stuff that pays dividends, not necessarily the, the way of the past. You know, if you have unlimited amount of money, then so be it. You know, try some different things if you can track our ROI. But if you really want to see some real return on investment. Put it into SEO into your into your online strategy. Yeah, definitely, and and that's the thing too is like you know like you said if you're doing the traditional stuff, I mean that could cost anywhere between like three grand and and twenty five thousand bucks, and the ROI can sometimes be really difficult to track. But if you're doing it with SEO or um, if you're doing it with AdWords, let's say, then you're it's really kind of like a data driven ROI. And if you're doing that, you can say, well, I put these many dollars it resulted in these many clicks or this many clicks which turned into x amount of patients which are worth y so it made sense and then well absolutely and and in traditional advertising it's one and done you're paying that three thousand twenty five thousand you know five hundred bucks whatever it is 
for one shot of something that's time sensitive. If you put those dollars into SEO, let's not talk about AdWords, but if you put those dollars into SEO, if you put that same amount of money, that is going to be something that just keeps on giving years from now when you've forgotten about it. And you'll still get patients from that and you'll still get visitors to your website because you put the time and the money into it up front. Whereas if you can like buy an ad in a newspaper and it is gone by the time the next newspaper comes out. Right. And and if we use that example that we were talking about earlier with the um, outpatient knee replacement, like you said, you know, years from now, people are still going to have questions about that. They're still going to want to know what the benefits are. So that piece of content that you created still is going to work months and years from now. No, absolutely. So what are some of the other things that you hear from practice managers about why they don't want to participate in SEO? Well, the next one, um, it kind of it kind of rolls out of the the um, example that we had just talked about, where it being too expensive. Um, sort of a different way to say it is, I won't be able to quantify what I'm actually spending, and and really that's a common misconception. So, um, basically, SEO on the back end, and and we're really good, I think, about reporting these kind of things to clients so that they can see what they're. Uh, actually generating what they're spending money on Um, but using these tools um, it really brings a quantifiable traffic to the the website so regardless of how big or small the the project is or the budget is um, we can show impressions and clicks and keywords and traffic sources and things like that where uh, like we were just talking about with traditional media it's a little bit harder to do but what google and some of the other uh, search giants out there allow is that um, we can search by keyword and see how many people are looking for that, how many people are clicking on certain listings from that keyword, and really we can dig in and quantify you know, X amount of, of potential patients uh, saw this as they searched, and then so many of them clicked, and here were kind of the results, and we can kind of take you from you know, point A to point Z and uh, show you how to quantify that budget that you're spending. And, and any any good marketing or SEO company can certainly um, do that for you. And if you're tech savvy enough, you can figure out how to actually plot those points yourself. And you can do that all in-house, which is great if you've got the, the time and the know-how to do that. Let me ask you this, Corey. I know we hadn't planned on this necessarily, but um, do you have any tools out there that you use for your SEO efforts, um, free tools that you could you know suggest to somebody that might be listening? Sure. Um, if you have a WordPress website, the go-to is called Yoast. It's Y-O-A-S-T, and that is a free SEO plugin. They are hands down um, the the best out there. They also have a really uh, robust kind of learning, an active community. So if you have any questions, you can go to their website and ask them. But they have really great tutorials. Um, and then if you plug that into and uh, your WordPress site. You'll also want to jump into Google Analytics and the Google Search Console, and that'll give you the rest of the data that you need uh, if you're going to do this in-house. So Google Analytics will give you all sorts of the impression and click numbers, um, but what it won't give you uh, anymore are the keywords. So for that, you'll want to use what's called the Google Search Console. And if you plug your website into there, you can actually um, sort of back into uh, the relevant keywords that people are looking for. So th- those would be my three suggestions. Are there, um, is there a way to see how you measure against some of your competitors um, from an SEO standpoint? There are. Those, um, those tools 
really don't have the the best sort of like keyword um first your com- competition so if you wanted okay. that metric what you'd probably want to sign up for is moz m-o-z they're another great seo um tool but they are not free so that's why i didn't mention them before so that one you have to pay for but you'll get a ton of data a ton of analytics and you can actually measure your uh top three competitors i want to say in there and you can search for keywords and it'll um, actually rank you or show your ranking either locally or nationally so you can say you know you rank yeah for outpatient knee replacement going back to that example you rank number three and your competition ranks number nine or whatever the case may be Absolutely. And I think with today's like data driven environment that it's important practice managers want to understand, you know, one, what tools are out there that are free necessarily can we use to improve our SEO. But if you're working with a third party vendor, chances are they're using some sort of paid software so that as a practice manager, you can see exactly where you rate um, rank, you know, compared to your competitors out there. And when you can see where you rank from you know, a data standpoint, then you can figure out how you can improve so that you can surpass whoever that competitor is. You yeah. know, whether it's you want some, you know, you're going back to the joint replacement, you're trying to really push for joint replacement, you can figure out you know, what other people are doing and see the data, and then you can come up with a game plan based on data. And data will change the way that we market moving forward. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't, couldn't agree more. And that's the thing, too, is you know, if, you're, if you're going to these different SEO companies and they're telling you all, all these numbers and, and these data, and, and, uh, you know, that, that's great. But know that they are, there's not some like, proprietary system that they're pulling this from and it's you know, so complex that you could never understand it. They are using those tools that I just mentioned that we use every day that you, know, you can use every day in your practice if you have the time to wrap your head around it and uh, get the exact same results and use that data to kind of drive your marketing plan forward. And you know, I will say this too, like it, it's one thing for a third party company to pull a report and take a look at you know, where your opportunities might lie and how you um, rank compared to your competitors. It's one thing for them to do that and make suggestions, but it's another thing for the practice or the marketing person within the practice to really dive into that data because you know your business. And because you know what patients are asking for, you'll interpret that completely different than somebody outside of the medical field. So if you know, even if you take advantage of you know, whether it's working with your third party provider so that you guys are looking at it at the same time together and, and talking through it, or whether you're going to somebody like Moz and, and trying that 10 day trial or whatnot, just you'll have a completely different perspective because of your day to day environment. Yeah, I mean, even the best consultants are just you know, they are consulting, they're not in your business, they're kind of on the outside looking in. So you know it day to day better than they do. So I think it all goes back to the, the more data you have, the better. And the with the more data you have, um, the easier it is to make the right decision for your practice based on your budget. Absolutely. So the kind of the, the final thing that we hear about, um, you know, practice managers who are kind of afraid to dive into SEO is that SEO is related to content creation and they don't have time for content creation and it's a big waste of money to have somebody else do it for them because 
you know, it just doesn't necessarily, you know, pull in the kind of results that they're looking for, which is increased patient, patient counts and more, um, you know, more valuable patients coming in the door. So what do you say to that, Corey? I say that that could not be further from the truth. Um, SEO and content. Hogwash. Yeah, exactly. Uh, SEO and content go hand in hand. But, you know, like, like what we were talking about before with that um, internal medicine uh, practice that you met with, Jen, um, you know, they, they want to do in part some traditional advertising because it's tangible you know so if they spend a bunch of money on a billboard or a print ad or whatever they can say hey look we spent this money and now we have this thing that we can hold in our hands and you know fingers crossed it's going to drive people uh to go to to the website or to the front door or a phone call you know whatever it may be whereas creating the content you you unless you're really digging and looking for it you don't see that as much so um and we always say to be careful with the type of content you're creating and what the ultimate end goal is. And what we mean by that is that driving website traffic is one thing. Um, investing in high quality content that encourages people to stay on your website and that's driving the, the right person to your website is another. And that's one of the ways that creating really good content can really help position your practice above the competition. So, you know, if you put an ad on the radio and it drives people to your website or, you know, to call your office, they could have any number of maladies wrong with them and you have no idea if they're the right patient, you're driving the right type of person uh, to your practice. But if you're doing something that's very specific, going back to those long tail keywords that we were talking about earlier, um, you know that the person that's looking for that has exactly you know, the question that you're answering, which is the type of person exactly that you want in your front door. So um, traffic just to have traffic for numbers, just to like blow up numbers and say that your website's doing well is useless if there's no there's no um, end rate or no no conversion. So it's another reason that content is king and that it is not a waste of money, if that makes sense. I know that was kind of a long... No, <laughs> tangent, it, it makes but. perfect sense. And I always explain it to the client. I say, look, you just want to be where you need to be when the patient's looking for you. And the way you do that is you create great content that is not driven by SEO but works, you know, is complemented by good SEO and that will get you to where you need to be when the patient's looking and you make it easy for them to convert and make an appointment and you know the stuff pays dividends oh yeah yeah and we've, and we've seen this from years of experience of working with practices you know good content makes a huge difference you know and you can content is not hard to create go in grab a video from that video, make a long article. From that long article, make a small article. From that small article, make some social media posts. Find different ways to say it. Put it into your newsletter. One piece of content used five different ways, all with an SEO value. Yeah, definitely. And and this, like we, were, we talked about it earlier um, when I was saying that like 80% of the SEO would be done if you just made good, relevant content. And that's, I mean, really, the, the secret to good SEO is when you've got this really good content and then you combine that with those long tail keywords that we were talking about. Um, it's really the way to sort of own a search engine result page and generate the high quality traffic of the people that you want 
in your your practice. Um, and again, I'm going to use that example one more time because I really like it. But um, if you create something, you know, about the benefits of outpatient knee surgery, someone searches for that. Your practice comes up. They learn about outpatient knee surgery benefits, which positions your practice, or your physicians, as kind of the experts. If they need that, you cr- you use a call to action on the page somewhere that says request an appointment or learn more about this, call us today, whatever the case may be, um, and then you convert them into a patient. And that's sort of the whole goal of everything. And you can just keep reusing that same system on every piece of content that you're creating. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And I feel like we're preaching to the choir when we're just talking amongst each other. <laughs> but hopefully some of these practice managers out there are, you know, looking at what they can do to improve their marketing plan this year. And hopefully they're starting to really think about it's not just SEO that you need to invest in, it's content creation and SEO will follow. Because, you know, at first glance, SEO can look complicated, like it's a huge mountain to climb. And um, but practices everywhere would be wise to look at the big picture, which includes content, and learn how SEO can benefit them in today's you know modern internet age. And when it's done well, you know SEO can help practices compete with hospitals, and it can show up you know you, you'll show up above your competition down the street. But it all starts with good content tied in with SEO, having some practical knowledge, making sure you understand the basics working with the right vendors, and then it becomes a machine and the machine propels itself. Yep, absolutely. So um, with that said, I think that about wraps it up for us for this episode. Um, If you want a list of those tools that I mentioned earlier, we'll make sure that we put them on insightmg.com for you under this episode. So you can click on them and learn about all the uh, good free and paid SEO tools that are out there for you. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Corey. Another great episode. With that, I'm Jennifer. I'm Corey. And we'll see you next time on the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.